0: Yeah, 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 I know. It's a day late. We're going to go back, look through the season, see where we went right, where we went wrong at running back. You're in the doghouse. what's up everybody it is your boy d roy and this is the doghouse fantasy football podcast find me on twitter and instagram at roy dog underscore 13 and still going over on facebook they haven't got me yet sons of bitches haven't gotten me yet dennis m roy over there how's everybody doing it is thursday february 3rd of 2022 got back from indiana all nice and good before the snow started coming down so it's a good day it is a very good day so (laughs) i suppose the only real news out there um well i guess there is i mean (laughs) well we'll get (laughs) i don't know should we do it now or should we do it later um vikings are expected to hire rams offensive coordinator i believe it's kevin o'connell as their new head coach uh so yeah another you know another white guy (laughs) (laughs) terrific good great grand wonderful you would think one of these teams would just say uh should probably hire a black guy but you know it's neither here nor there um We still do have the Brian uh, 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 Brian Flores, you know, thing going on. Um, Of course, everybody's denying that anything, any wrongdoings going on. But uh, apparently, you know, NFL Network said that they had a source that said uh, that they were witness to the 100k per loss deal. Um, <clears throat> that was offered to Flores from uh, 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 the owner of God. Why can't I think of his fucking name? But I don't really give a shit at who the fucking Dolphins owner, owner's name is. Uh, Steven Ross. For Christ's sakes, I am brain farting like a motherfucker right now. But uh, you know, <laughs> it's just a it's just a fucking mess. You have Hugh Jacksons now joined in with the class action lawsuit stipulating that the Browns did, did a similar thing. Um, he was only getting, uh, apparently he was only going to get uh 50,000 per loss on there. So the price has gone up for that for the tank jobs. So that was good. Uh, what else has been going on? Oh, <laughs> Oh yeah. So <clears throat> Washington has his new name and, Oh my God, the Commanders, the Commanders! I don't know how I feel about it. Now there was an AAF team that used the uh, Commanders nickname when they were playing two years ago. Um, <laughs> they they even used they even use are using the same hashtag that that AAF team was. Of oh, the uh take command. Hashtag take command. Take command. It's so stupid. I mean it, it It's just a terrible name. I do I, I actually kinda like the the uniforms. Um but the logo it's just a little bit different than what it was with the Washington football team, but I mean I guess it could have been worse. I it, you know, the whole you know, Brian Flores suit coming out and all that. I mean, I guess, I guess he didn't have at least didn't have Dan Snyder going, "Hey, Raj, hey, Raj, I got you. We're gonna divert some attention. We're gonna divert some attention here. We're gonna help you out. We're gonna help you out. We're announcing the new name on Tuesday." And Roger Goodell's just like, oh, "It's not gonna completely cover it up, but at least there'll be some good news." At least there'll be some good news, you know, and you just have Dan Snyder coming up there and just being like, hey, good, hey, uh, guess what? We got our new name. Gonna unveil it. Gonna make everybody happy here. The new name, starting in 2022, we went with the Washington Redskins just have roger goodell just being like you've got to be shitting me you've got to be shitting me you've got to be shitting me dan you can't be called the fucking redskins it's racist what 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 that's not racist it's not racist Uh, we had this hand selected the people even wanted it i mean It's great. It's a great name. People don't have to sell their, you know, burn their jerseys or anything. You know, they can just pull it out of the closet, wear it again, be all fucking good. No, Dan, you can't fucking do that. It's fucking racist. We're dealing with a racist, a racism topic for our coaching hiring. And now you just bring back this racist fucking moniker back. Raj, it's going to be good. It's going to be all good. Just, I'm just saying, it it wouldn't have surprised me that it would have happened. I mean, been calling them the douche canoes for two years, and that would be like the most douche canoe move, right? Like trying to quell uh, or squash a whole racism topic by just being more blatantly racist in another way. It fits. It fits. It fits for Dan Snyder, but uh, yeah, let's. Uh, there's nothing else really going on here. We're not going to talk any Super Bowl stuff until next week, anyways. Um, so yeah, let's uh let's get into the running backs. Uh, I think we'll just kind of go through the tiers on this one. We'll kind of just skip the ADP because um, we can talk ADP um on the tier sheet. It's on there anyways, right? So. Um we'll go through the ADP and then we'll see we'll kind of see where uh where our guys ended up, okay? So Tier one was Christian McCaffrey at the top. After this year with the injury, I don't give a shit. I'm the the very earliest I would ever draft Christian McCaffrey now is probably, you know, if he fell at the end of the first round. Um there's upside there. You know, we know what he can do, but it's a couple of years in a row now um, that he's kind of fallen on his face due to injury, so I'm just r- really, really going to just go ahead and just kind of push him off the side, push him off to the side. Oh, man, we need to, what are we going to do? We're going go to through, go through tier one. Well, go through a couple of tiers. We'll go through the RB1s according to the tier chart actually we'll go through tier four uh, Dalvin cook led tier two uh, injuries this year really knocked him down um, dalvin cook another guy I'm gonna be very skeptical skeptical about uh, wanting to draft um, I still think he is a mid-range one um, but definitely not like you know a top three overall guy um, at least for me I do like the O'Connell hiring um, because that would you would hope that that would bring that Rams offense in there, which, you know, used to be a heavy running back usage, one back usage. Uh, so that would put him, you know, really heavily involved in there. But just for right now, I would say I'd probably put him five at the earliest, probably six at the earliest. You know, I wouldn't let him drop anywhere past eight, you know, if you're doing a 12-team league. So that's kind of where I have him right now. Ezekiel Elliott uh, was at the middle of Tier 2. Now, when we get to the actual points, it's actually going to kind of surprise you because you're going to sit there and go, well, he fucking failed. But if you look at the points in itself per game, um, Zeke actually was still pretty good. Austin Eckler, we raised him up. He He was an RB6. We said he's an RB4. We wanted him in the first round. I took him wherever I could in most of my leagues. And, uh yeah, I was pleasantly surprised at where he ended up at the end of the year. Tier 3, Derrick Henry. Um Injury really kind of knocked it down. Um as far as Henry is concerned, he was running really, really well until he had that foot issue. Um, Derek Henry, I would probably still say he's at the very least, you know, mid to late uh, first round. He's going to be, you know, he's going to be popular, but he's getting older. Uh, now we have to kind of ask ourselves if he's getting that kind of wear and tear that to where the point is, is he worth it? Is he worth the risk, you know, is he a risk? And then it, it, is, uh, is the risk worth it? Next on that, we have Jonathan Taylor. Uh, we had moved him up. He was an RB7. We moved him up just a little bit, but at least um, we moved him up in the first round. Um, <laughs> top running back this year. Top running back this year. So he's going to be up in the first half, if not... The number one running back probably off the board this year in 2022. Alvin Kamara, we had worries about him. We had worries. He came in as an RB three, number three overall. We moved him down into the tier three discussion and said at the very earliest, uh, first you know, end of the first round, uh, beginning of the uh, second. I believe end of the first was primarily where it was. It was somewhere around the 10 to 12 pick. Um, we were going to be fine with him. Stayed away from him in all my leagues. Aaron Jones in there. He was kind of a disappointment this year. Did get some touchdowns, uh, some receiving touchdowns and such. So, um, Still kind of came through, but you know, definitely not a first round pick. He was more of a second round pick. Uh, kind of the same with Nick Chubb, came in as an RB9 into the season. Uh, we had him at the end of tier three. The production really kind of fell off, and I, I don't think it was more of Nick Chubb, it was just more of Cleveland Browns. I just don't think can get that offense right. And that's what's really frustrating. I mean, even when you had um, his running mate uh, and Kareem Hunt go down, they still weren't, like, 100%, you know, just running with Nick Chubbs. They were still trying to, like, ride the arm of Baker Mayfield, you know, even after with the shoulder sh- injury. So I don't know what to do with them. I mean, I definitely. I think now he's in the second. He's in the second round. He's getting a bit older. Um, still not, you know, up to that area where we're kind of concerned. You know, twenty-eight to thirty. But um, we're gonna have to take a good hard look at at the, at him because they still just didn't seem to want to get him involved in the passing game, and that really pissed me off this year. Tier four. Led by Saquon Barkley, we said that was a really heavy injury concern. So it was basically if you're not worried about the injury, um, you could take a shot on his upside just based on you know the player himself, um, or just fade it overall. You know somebody was going to either jump on him in the end of the first round at the beginning of the second round. So it was just really. You know, what's your price to take a running back like that? If you faded him, it worked out for you. It worked out well. Antonio Gibson is next on that list. Uh, Came in as RB12. Um, Depending upon where you took him, if you were able to get him in the middle of the second round, it still ended up being okay. Um, If you took him any higher, you might have been a little bit disappointed. But... We may be surprised in the uh, overall numbers uh, once we get there. Najee Harris came, was next in there. Rookie got the job done. And I had, today was like the first time that I'd actually looked at the pricing on there or uh, what his performance was overall in terms of fantasy. And if you took the shot on Najee Harris – It worked out very, very well for you. Joe Mixon next. Without saying, this was the year. If you were going to take a shot at Joe Mixon, this was the year. I had a couple of shares. Enjoyed the hell out of it in the second round. Uh, Even one where I got him in the third round. So enjoyed the hell out of the Mixon season. Still going on uh, with the Super Bowl coming up next weekend. CEH without question, fail. And at this point, I don't know if I can trust any running back in the Kansas City backfield. Now we'll have to see what happens with free agency as both Darrell Williams and Jerick McKinnon are going to be hitting the free agent market. So we'll have to see what happens there uh, this offseason. Javante Williams, the rookie for Denver, Um, you know, ADP had him at RB23, 57 overall. said, if you want to take a shot on him, I loved it. It didn't really come through, I don't think. Um, it may have, depending upon where you got him. If you got him in the fourth round um, or later, it probably worked out. But we'll, we'll take a look at that here in a little bit. Gus Edwards, of course, this was... Uh, before he had his knee injury. Uh just phew, upsetting. Upsetting. I had a couple shares of him Uh lost that. So it is what it is. You just it's just something that you had to deal with. Um James Robinson. <laughs> Urban Meyer just doesn't, didn't know what the fuck he wanted to do with it and just killed James Robinson. Robinson himself was doing very, very well um, when he actually had the opportunities. But, I mean, between Urban Meyer, um, just like wanting to use his old running back and Carlos Hyde, I, I don't get it. I, I don't get it. I didn't get it at the time. So that was a fail. Chris Carson for Seattle, fail, injury. We're staying away. Stay away from Chris Carson. It's just, it's done. He's too injury riddled. Um, there's just no way, no way we can trust him. Uh, Miles Sanders, injury issues, but we had him way back, um, or at least back far enough to where we just kind of said, you know, fourth round, maybe, maybe, if we really needed to take a shot on a running back, if we went heavy wide receiver, maybe a tight end or two wides um, in there, maybe we could survive with Miles Sanders. Numbers will tell the story on this one. Injuries, uh, just whatever the hell Philadelphia was doing with their offense right at the beginning of the season uh, is what really kind of killed any chances that Miles Sanders was going to have a good year. Deandre Swift. I had him ranked farther down than a lot of people did. Um he had an ADP of 29, so that was the end of, you know, in the third round, right about in the middle of the third round. Um I think in the third round it probably might have worked out. Um Yeah it did kind of work out in there so miles Sam- deandre swift that was actually pretty damn good what is that 2 3 i eh, had him about 5 spots lower than where he actually finished he was a- i had him as an rb 20 he finished at rb 15 David Montgomery I should have been a little bit higher on. He did get the usage, which was good. Uh, I'm pretty sure Matt Eberflus is probably going to try and utilize him. Um, I'll have to check out the offensive coordinator, but I'm assuming that they'll probably try and get David Montgomery kind of involved just like they did with Jonathan Taylor, but um, we'll have to pay attention to that. Um, I guess from here we can just kind of do a little bit of pass-fail because – I mean, really, you get down to the tier of the forgotten. That's after tier eight. Um, so we do tier five. Uh, Mike Davis, fail. We hated him. Josh Jacobs, uh, pass, actually, for the year. Uh, Raheem Mostert fail. Trace Sermon fail. Uh, Damian Harris, pass. Uh, we liked him uh, where he was going late in draft. So we said, you know, take a shot on him. I think he worked out really, really well. Kareem Hunt, fail. Uh, He's another guy that I really want to take a look at in terms of injuries and stuff. Um, I mean, him being as far back as what he is is fine, but if he gets pushed up a board any higher than, say, the sixth round, I would completely say uh, pass on him. Uh Miles Gaskin fail. We knew that was gonna happen. Sony Michelle, if you took the shot on him and held him, pass. Daryl Henderson, I'm gonna give a pass based on where we had him. Based on where we had him. We didn't have him at an ADP of fifty-three. We said if you could get sixth round or later. Preferably the seventh. It was perfectly fine. Uh Chase Edmonds fail. We actually said to take the other guy. You remember that? Uh, A.J. Dillon, it eh, depends on where he's going. If you got him in the 10th round or later, it was really a pass. Or, yeah, it was a pass if you were able to use him. Uh, Jamal Williams, oof, fail. Michael Carter, we liked him. Um, If you got him in the 10th round or later, which is, you know, most of the home league drafts, that's kind of where he was going. You know, you get 10th round or later, you take a shot, and then if you had Michael Carter for a couple of weeks, it's a pass. Um, if you didn't know when to use him, fail. <laughs> Zach Moss, fail. Philip Lindsey, fail. Madeline Gordon, pass. If you took the shot on him, you got, you got a lot of good usage out of him um, in this season. Ronald Jones, fail. Kenyon Drake, Fail. James Conner, there's the pass. We like James Conner. Um, we said he was going somewhere around 11-12, not up in the 9-10. The uh, he was never getting pushed up, so that's a pass. Naheem Hines, fail. Devin Singletary, if you were able to hold on to him, that was a pass. Tony Pollard, come on. No. Uh, you didn't know when to use him, so that's a, that's a fail. But nice handcuff. Uh, Alexander Madison, if you took the shot on him as the backup, very big pass, uh, especially as a handcuff. Damian Williams, kind of have to give him a pass. You were able to use him for a week, I believe. Late in there, Ramondre Stevenson, pass. Chuba Hubbard, actually pass. Leonard Fournette, holy fuck. Did I have him way too far down, and a lot of people did. You took if you got Leonard Fournette anywhere six round or later, if you took a shot on him, it was perfectly fine. Um, Darrell Williams for KC, kind of a eh, pass/slash fail. Uh, Marlon Mack, fail Rashad Penny. If you had him late, he passed on this year. Uh, Selvin. Salvin Ahmed, no. Justin Jackson, if he used him in the the that week, yes, <laughs> yes, he was perfectly fine. Especially as a handcuff, we figured that Justin Jackson was the handcuff, um, and that that turned out to be true. Tevin Coleman, if he if you were able to use him in the a couple of weeks, he was good. But otherwise, I mean, I would have never used him either. Uh, Malcolm Brown, the James White, oh oh my God, this was before James White even got hurt. Holy shit. David Johnson, blah. Jared Patterson, I like Jared Patterson, but nah. JD McKissick, nah. <laughs> Devontae Booker, uh, New York Giants actually wasn't bad. He was not bad, but I mean, you never would have used him anyways. Uh, Gio Bernard, blah. Latavius Murray, hmm, pass, actually. Uh, There's a couple good weeks that you could have got out of him. Wayne Gallman, blah. Samaji P. Ryan, Blue Carlos Hyde, Blue. Let's see the guys that I missed in the tier of the forgotten here. Um, I know there's a couple of them. Kenneth Gainwell, if you're able to use them, I mean, it kind of worked out, but, I mean, it's it's so few and far between on the hit on that. Oh, Jarek McKinnon. Really, that didn't help until the playoffs, so no. Uh, Boston Scott, no. Never would have worked out. Um... If you took the shot on Jeff Wilson, if you were able to, or at least I should say waiver wires if you were able to pick up Jeffrey Wilson um, and then you survived like that first week and using him again, it worked out. Uh, Josh Kelly, no. Lynn Bolden, no. He got hurt. Uh, Benny Snell, no. Anthony McFarland, no. Jake Funk, who ended up actually back on the, uh, on the Rams after they cut him. Uh, Jordan Wilkins, no, wasn't used. Uh, Dearness Johnson, that was a nice pickup. Uh, Did not see that fucking thing coming. That Cleveland run offense actually looked better with Dearness Johnson. I'm just saying. I don't know why. I don't know why. It seemed like they were blocking better for him than they were for Chubb. If it's just, you know, Chubb doesn't need it as much, but... Uh, Jonathan Ward, no. Darwin Thompson here. (laughs) Elijah Mitchell, all the way down here. (laughs) If you had him, if you had him, you should have done really, really well with your running backs this year. Um, I don't think I see any other guys. Devontae Freeman. If you picked him up and you had to use him. He ended up working out. Duke Johnson, late in the year from Miami, worked out. I think that's pretty much it. Oh, there was, where's the Bears rookie? Oh, there's Herbert right there. There's Herbert. He was at 110. RB 110. But, I mean, man, when he was in there... I like that kid. I like that kid a lot. I hate the fucking Bears, but I like that kid a lot. And we liked him during draft year, too. Him and uh, Kylan Hill, who got hurt for the Packers. So, a couple of little young guys. A couple of little young guys that we liked. Uh, Let's see here. So, let's go ahead. Um, we'll probably go a little bit farther in this one. We'll go. We'll go through the uh, RB fours, uh, but let's look at the RB ones here. Uh, coming in at number one was Jonathan Taylor for the Indianapolis Colts. He ended up uh, three hundred seventy three point one points, uh, led the league by thirty. Uh, finished at twenty one point nine five points per game. Uh, Next on that list is one Austin Eckler. So that was, it was worth it. It was worth it to take him. He had 20 touchdowns. Both him and Taylor both had 20 touchdowns. Not bad, not bad at all. He finished at 343.8. That was good for a 21.49 average. Um, Najee Harris, the rookie, came in at number three. Number three, not too bad. Um, It was about 40 points lower, though, at 300.7. Ended up at 17.69 points per game, uh, followed by Joe Mixon at number four. A very good year for Mixon, over 1,200 yards rushing, 300 yards receiving. Uh, 16 touchdowns really helped on that one. Uh, James Conner ended up at RB5. So remember back in dra- like the- actual you know draft season in August, we were talking about that between him and uh uh oh God, why is his name escaping me um brain and chase edmonds, and this said you know. Uh, Chase Edmonds, ADP of 68. James Conner, ADP of 106. You might as well wait. And we were able to get him and snag him up, you know, 10th round and later. Uh, Ended up working out. 752 yards on the ground, 15 touchdowns, 37 catches for 375 yards and 3 touchdowns. So he had 18 touchdowns on the season. That's going to come down. So he's a free agent. We're going to have to see what happens there, where he goes or if he stays in Arizona, but we're going to have to be very careful because he's going to get pumped up based on the numbers. Um, you just absolutely know it. Leonard Fournette came in at RB6, so very good year. Um, ended up with, what, 14 in 14 games? Had a total of 10 touchdowns, 800 yards on the ground, 450 yards in the, through the air, 69 receptions. Not bad. Not bad at all. Number seven, Ezekiel Elliott. Still finished with a thousand yards on the ground, hit ten touchdowns, forty-seven grabs for two eighty-seven and two touchdowns. So you got the twelve touchdowns that really kind of saved his ass. Uh looked very good earlier. And then when we got to about the midpoint of the season, that's when he just kind of started falling apart. Uh, which is really unfortunate. Alvin Kamara came in at RB eight. Uh had nine touchdowns on the season. Most of those were late. Uh, God, eight eight 896 on the ground he finished with and 439 through the air. Only 47 receptions. So no more with the 81 receptions per year. Number nine, here's the next guy. And I wonder, I bet you I didn't even have him in here because I had him at fucking wide receiver. I guarantee it, guarantee it, and that's Corderell Patterson. Where did I have him? He's got to be in the tier of the fucking forgotten. There's no way he's not. <laughs> where, where, where are you at? There he is. Uh, wide receiver, he was uh, preseason wide receiver 147. <laughs> Now he's not even listed as a fucking wide receiver, but uh, Cordarrelle Patterson, six hundred eighteen yards on the ground, had fifty-two receptions for five forty-eight, nine total touch or, uh, eleven total touchdowns on the season, but most of that came early. Teams started kind of figuring it out, and then he started dropping. At RB ten, Antonio Gibson of the Cobra Commanders. 1,037 uh, 1, yards on the ground, 7 touchdowns, 42 for 294 and 3 through the air, so 10 total touchdowns saved a season. Uh, number 11 was Aaron Jones, still finished as an RB1, um, but hopefully you were you didn't have to pay anything more than a, a round 2 price tag on there. 799 yards on the ground, 4 touchdowns, 52 for 391 and 6, so he got the 10 touchdowns. Um, That really helped him out there. Rounding out the end of the RB1s, Josh Jacobs of the Las Vegas Raiders. 872 yards on the ground, nine touchdowns, 54 grabs for 348. So this is the season that we were expecting the last couple of years. What is he, his third year? So this is the one that we were expecting last year that didn't fucking happen. And most of those receptions, I'd almost guarantee, came after Gruden got fired. So this is all probably because Rich Passaccia said, hey, we need our workhorse, we need him to get the shit done, let's go. So Josh Jacobs really performed this year. Oh, now we start the RB2s, and unfortunately I have to say that uh, one guy that I thought was going to be an RB1 finished at the top of the RB2s, and that is Nick Chubb of Cleveland, 1,259 yards on the ground, eight touchdowns, but was only 20 for 174 through the air and a touchdown. The guy can catch. I don't know why the fuck you wouldn't get him going, uh, but uh, they definitely did not do that there. Coming in at RB14 is Damian Harris. 929 on the ground, 15 touchdowns. Again, same type of deal. Only had 18 receptions for 132. So this is probably the peak of Damian Harris, I would say, in New England. So Damian Harris as, say, maybe a fourth rounder. Yeah, but I probably wouldn't spend any more than a fourth round pick on him. DeAndre Swift comes in at RB fifteen, even with the injury riddled season. Only had thirteen, only played in thirteen games. Basically, only played in twelve though because he got hurt right away in that thirteenth one. Uh, Six hundred seventeen yards on the ground, five touchdowns, sixty two grabs for four fifty two and two. Wow! Wow! That's really good. Really good production out of him. RB 16. Here's the guy that fell off. Dalvin Cook. Eleven fifty Six touchdowns. 34 grabs for 224. Did not have a fucking receiving touchdown. I cannot believe that. Only played in the 13 games. So really big fail uh, on the year. Um, I don't think it's... On anyone who, you know, agreed with me that he was up near the top um, in the first five picks. They, this uh, this had everything to do with the Minnesota Vikings um, and Dalvin Cook himself. RB17, Javante Williams. 903 yards on the ground, four touchdowns, 43 for 316 and 3. It's not a bad rookie year. That is not a bad rookie year. Played in all 17 games, too. Now, if we can get Melvin Gordon to not fucking be there so then he can get all the production, there's your your RB1, probably right behind Jonathan Taylor. Just being honest. Just being honest. RB18, Devin Singletary, Buffalo Bills. He really popped off at the end of the year. That's where most of the production came from. 870 on the ground, seven touchdowns, 40 grabs for 228 and one. Nice eight touchdown season. Very nice. RB19 is Daryl Williams of the Kansas City Chiefs. Not Clyde Edwards Alaire. What? What? You gotta be kidding me, right? No, I'm not. 558 on the ground, six touchdowns, 47 grabs for 452 and two. Uh, if you picked up if you picked up Daryl Williams or if you draft him as a handcuff for Ceh, you were rewarded very nicely this season. Coming in at RB twenty is Melvin Gordon, nine hundred eighteen yards on the ground, eight touchdowns, twenty eight grabs for two thirteen and two. A very good season for Melvin Gordon, and like I said, we'll have to watch and see if he is definitely resigned or if he is going to be moving on to another zip code. David Montgomery comes in at RB21. I'm surprised he's not a little bit higher, Uh, but 849 yards on the ground, seven touchdowns, 42 for 301. No receiving touchdowns. That's what killed him. Uh, He as well only played in 13 games, but I think with the discount that you were pretty much getting, unless you were a Bears fan and decided to draft him in the second round, which is fucking stupid. Um, David Montgomery actually paid off for you in the end. RB22, here's Derrick Henry, 937, 10 touchdowns, 18 grabs for 154 uh, in eight games. Eight games. He was averaging per game 24.16 points per game. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. RB 23, hey, here's our other Green Bay Packer running back, A.J. Dillon, 803 yards on the ground, five touchdowns, 34 for 313 and two. Very uneven, of course, throughout the year. Um, If you use them as an RB two, I mean, you're really trying to get those touchdowns, but they were kind of like, they weren't spread out enough. It was kind of like, you know, he had the one game, I believe that had two in there. But uh, so that left you kind of with six for the rest of the season. So we'll have to see what happens with Aaron Jones. Um, I would expect that you're going to get even more production, probably out of A.J. Dillon. Uh, but I'm still, at this point, I would probably not draft him higher than the fifth round. Rounding out the RB2s is one James Robinson. Of the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's how poor running back was this year. James Robinson still finished as an RB2. 7.67 on the ground. Six, and uh, my bad. Eight touchdowns. 31 uh, receptions for 222 yards. So uh, productive. Just not productive enough. Like I said, I blame that all on Urban Meyer and Jacksonville in general. Uh, James Robinson's still a very good running back. But we'll have to see what happens here. Um, see the direction that we're going because I you actually want to have James Robinson not be in Jacksonville, uh, with this year's rookie Travis Etienne coming back from I what was it an Achilles? So we'll have to see what happens, but more than likely he's going to end up still back in Jacksonville. Uh, RB threes, we'll just go through these real quick. Miles Gaskin, there is your your failure right there. Elijah Mitchell actually only finished as a at RB twenty six. Oh, you only played eleven games though. Nine hundred sixty three yards on the ground, five touchdowns, nineteen receptions for one thirty seven and one. Not bad, not bad. You would take that out of your RB three that you basically got for nothing. Even got him off waivers. Uh, twenty at RB twenty seven. You're looking at Daryl Henderson of L.A. Another guy who just got injured. I'm not trusting Daryl Henderson whatsoever. I'd actually like to see them uh, keep Sony Michelle He keeps Sony Michelle in that offense with Cam Akers. Uh, Tony Pollard comes in at RB 28. Blah, blah, blah. Not interested uh, unless handcuffing or just straight up. Fading Zeke and just taking him later, but we'll see what happens. Uh, Michael Carter at RB29. Not bad for 14 games. Saquon Barkley, RB30. Look at these numbers. 593 on the ground and 2. 41 receptions for 263 and 2 touchdowns. Uh, just terrible. Just terrible. I'm pretty much done with Saquon Barkley, I think. I think I'm done with it. Devonta Freeman finished as RB31. You would gladly take that. You got Devonta Freeman for nothing. Uh, probably didn't have to pay that much on waivers either to acquire his services. RB32, you have Sony Michelle. We did like that trade. So, not bad. Finished in the RB3 discussion there. Devonta Booker of the New York Giants, this is Saquon's backup, was an RB 33. Wow. They actually both finished. There's no fucking way. They both finished with 593 rushing yards and two touchdowns. Saquon had 41 receptions for 263 and two. Uh, Booker had 40 receptions for 268 and one. Talk about split right down the middle, of fucking production, un fucking real. RB thirty four. Here's Chase Edmonds. So I think as far as RB RB three production, you would have been happy with it. Now it was eleven point nine four points per game. Uh, it's not too bad, but like I said, you had to draft Chase Edmonds higher than you did with James Conner so Conner was the better value in the end RB 35 is Mike Davis uh yeah we didn't like Mike Davis so we passed on him Chuba Hubbard though I, I said if if you need to, if you want to handcuff CMC you have to get Chuba Hubbard um I think that's the only way that you would ever really consider that a win um he averaged eight point six points per game. See, it's just not great. Uh, Alexander. Uh, here we get in the RB four, so we'll go through here quick. RB thirty nine. Actually, hold on. I passed a couple. RB thirty seven. JD McKissick of Washington. Gross. RB thirty eight was Christian McCaffrey. Gross. Not drafting him again. RB 39, Alexander Madison, definitely you're going to want him if Cook, uh, if you have Dalvin Cook. RB 40 is Brandon Bolden of New England. Wow. Fuck that. Fuck that. Kenneth Gainwell at RB 41. Rashad Penny uh, finishes RB 42. He had 749 yards on the ground and six touchdowns. Uh, six receptions for 48. So he was a workhorse like the last three, four weeks. Um, that's what really brought him up. Uh, Jamal Williams comes in at RB43. Gross. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, CEH, comes in at RB44. So now he is Clyde Edwards-Alaire and no longer CEH. RB45, Miles Sanders. Whoa. Whoa. Gross. Gross. Ty Johnson to the Jets comes in at RB 46. That's how bad that, that all is. Wow. Fuck that. RB 47, Ramadre Stevenson. Not bad. Uh, RB 48, Naheem Hines. Naheem Hines. Uh, just on the outside looking in to finish off the top 50, Kareem Hunt. <laughs> An RB, he was an RB5. He only played in eight games, so, so that's where it kind of came from. Uh, Mark Ingram somehow salvaged being in a top 50 discussion for running backs. Uh, finished the year in New Orleans, uh, 554 on the ground and 227 uh, receptions for 162. So there we go. We got through the running backs. Kind of see where we went right and where. wrong. Went wrong uh, Obviously Leonard Fournette I was way the fuck wrong on um, Way too low Way too low But I, I, bet you, I bet you 10 bucks I wouldn't have fucking played him anyways If I had him It's just how it works out If I just have a guy I don't like I'm not going to fucking draft him And I'm not going to force anybody else to draft him But you can do whatever the fuck you want All I can do Is just kind of You know, look at the numbers, look at what I'm seeing and just say, hey, do I like this or not? Am I going to recommend it or not? If I can't recommend it, I'm not going to fucking recommend it. So, but until next time, next one, going to do the wide receivers. And I might be recording that right after this one. So, uh, yeah, I'll see you in a few minutes.